welcome to the Arts Access Florida podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Jackson. Arts Access Florida is a comprehensive initiative designed to shine a spotlight on your neighborhood's diverse arts organizations. Each episode will highlight their programs and more importantly, amplify the voices of the people they impact. Conversations, community, and connections. That is the value in engaging with your local arts organizations. Arts access equals arts access. Support for Arts Access Florida comes from the Community Foundation Tampa Bay. Championing philanthropy, encouraging and connecting givers to bring lasting good, investing in education and economic mobility. Learn more at cftampabay.org. In this episode of the Arts Access Florida podcast, we speak with organizations that are helping to bring our communities together through fun-filled events, programs, and cultural education. Art and Cultural Alliance of Sarasota County and the Venice Symphony. First, we speak with Jim Shirley from the Arts and Cultural Alliance of Sarasota County. This organization is one of the main advocates for Sarasota's local arts scene. Since its formation, the Arts and Cultural Alliance has become the heartbeat of their community arts organizations. In our last segment, we'll hear from Christine Caston from the Venice Symphony. The Venice Symphony is returning to in-person performances this season, bringing back live music to its fans. They also hope to generate awareness of the educational opportunities the organization has for its community. Hi, Jim. Thanks for joining us. How are things going? Uh, things are going well, um, in spite of everything that we're all facing, but uh, uh, it's uh, we're healthy and uh, are making progress, so things are good. Wonderful. That's great to know. Tell our audience what the Arts and Cultural Alliance of Sarasota County is. All right. I'll be happy to do that. Uh, the, the Arts and Cultural Alliance um, is set up to be basically the umbrella organization for everything arts and culture in Sarasota County and really in our region. Uh, our organization was formed uh, almost 33 years ago now, back in 1986. And we are what is known as the designated local arts agency for Sarasota County. And uh, what that means is by statute, if, uh, if the state government or other uh, governmental uh, bodies want to send money for the arts to Sarasota County, we're the agency that is designated to be able to take that money and handle it and you know, help it reach its mission uh, in the community. So, you know, we, what we do is basically we fill in the blanks for everything else in Sarasota County. We do not really produce uh, event. Well, we produce events, but we do not produce music. We do not produce theater. We do not do paintings, you know, that sort of thing. But what we are here for is to make sure that every citizen in our area has the opportunity to engage in the arts in ways that are significant to them. So that means that we work with all of the arts and cultural organizations uh, in the area. We work with the school system uh, heavily to make sure that the arts are always available to every student in our school system. And how we do a lot of that is our biggest mission is advocacy for the arts. We are the organization that is designated to be here to help provide 
uh, advocacy for all forms of arts and for all of our citizens to be able to participate in the arts in any way that's significant for them. Uh, so we, um, we're involved in a lot of things, but we're kind of behind the scenes a lot of times. You know, we, we're the ones that help, uh, as Deborah Jacobs from the Patterson Foundation uses the term, we're the interstitial tissue. We're what brings it all together. Wow, and it sounds as though your organization is truly the heartbeat of the arts in Sarasota. Well, I think that we are at that, uh, at that position, uh, you know, saying that modestly because we're so blessed in this community to have a community that was truly built on the arts. You know, if you go all the way back uh, to John Ringling and the circus uh, entertainers that were here early, and then all the great authors, the painters, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the poets, uh, you know, there, there has been so much of this area that has been built on arts and culture and all of it is has pretty well flowed through Sarasota and Sarasota County to help build up this entire region. And um, our job is to make sure that that heart continues to beat well. Yes. Uh, you know, we're involved in funding, we're involved in advocacy, we're involved in uh, programming, we're involved in education, and uh, try to do everything we can to help all of our citizens be able to engage in the arts. And I'm sure with all the challenges the arts organizations faced in 2020, I'm sure your alliance had somewhat of a call to action when it came to um, ensuring that the arts was available. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that and your experience? Uh, okay. Yeah, I think I last slept in uh, November of last year <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it truly has, you know, this, this period of time has been a challenge for all of us in our lives. But if you look at the way the arts function, the arts are uh, a creative um, uh, energy inside of us that gets expressed in social ways. And uh, all of our social connections have pretty well been shut down for the last year and a half. You know, uh, Sarasota currently, and has been for many years, is a thriving performing arts community among other things that we are here. And uh, all of our theaters, all of our venues, uh, our performing arts halls, our galleries have all been dark. They've been quiet. There have been no performances of any appreciable you know, numbers. And so what we have done as the Alliance, and, and I, I might just go back and add that how we do our advocacy, the only way we can really be effective is we are a membership organization. So we have a, literally thousands of individuals and organizations in this region of the country that are members of the Arts and Cultural Alliance, which helps us become essentially the voice for the arts in the public arenas. A lot of what we do, I personally spend a lot of time with um, uh, state, local, and national um, political figures to help provide uh, structure and support for advocacy for the arts. And, uh, and that's where we've been really busy over the last year, trying to help all of our arts and cultural organizations remain solvent, mm -hmm. uh, keep their people employed to the extent that we possibly can. A lot of people don't realize, for example, in Sarasota County, if you take all of the nonprofit arts and cultural organizations together, we employ more than 7,500 people, which if we took them all together would make them the county's largest employer. It's bigger than the hospital, bigger than the school system. 
there are lots and lots of people in this area that are in, employed in arts and culture. So when, you know, um, when I go to the county commissioners, we start talking about CARES Act money, you know, that the county's made available that came from the federal government. We spend a lot of time working with our uh, elected officials to try to provide support for these magnificent arts and cultural organizations while they are struggling to keep their businesses open. So that's what's been keeping me busy for the last year or so, or a big part of it. And uh, it's been a challenge, but we're, you know, together we're all making progress. And let's switch gears to, to arts education. I see on your website, that's a big part of your organization. Um, I see here that your arts education program really helps students discover different cultures. Um, how does the Arts and Culture Alliance go about educating uh, community members throughout Sarasota? Good question. And it's really community member to community member. Uh, when um, back in about, it was about 2001, I believe, uh, the school system was faced with a situation where the legislature in Tallahassee had made the decision and needed to make the decision to cut the school budgets. And uh, the people running the school system at that time, uh, as a lot of, I hate to say this word, but knee-jerk reactions get to be around the country and have happened in a lot of communities, said, okay, we'll cut the arts. Well, our citizens didn't want the arts cut from the schools and the schools didn't want to cut the arts. So what we did at that time, because we are a membership organization with thousands of members, which relates to voters, okay? And voters help politicians get elected. And um, we, uh, we went to the school system, the superintendent of schools, and said, you know, we, we do not want you to cut the arts from our schools. We think that the arts should be cut uh, proportionally with all other areas, but a school system without arts loses the heart for so many students. Mm -hmm. And we're here to help you in every way we can to not do that. So we formed a partnership with the superintendent of schools office, which we have to this day. Uh, it's called the Citizens School Partnership for the Arts. And we work internally with the school system and the staff at the school system to help provide support for arts teachers, music teachers, uh, you know, all of those types of things that can provide those capabilities to children who need and want them, which are most of them, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have an outside group that we call the uh, Sarasota County uh, Arts Education Partnership. And that group is made up of the arts education directors of all of the major arts and cultural organizations, staff from our organization, the Arts and Cultural Alliance, and staff from the school system to help influence and work with citizens to help demonstrate and make sure people are aware of the importance of arts in every child's education. For example, uh, next year, 2022, uh, we will be voting for the sixth time on the, um, on the um, uh, tax referendum uh, to support the school system. And Sarasota County, uh, is one of the unique counties that, that taxes ourselves uh, a small amount each uh, year. It's been voted on by the public. Uh, and the uh, public says it's important that we help support our school system. And it's one of the major reasons that we are among the top two school systems in the state of Florida, because, you know, you, you, you reap what you sow. And if you invest in children, if you invest in the schools, 
then uh, you're going to get a return uh, long-term for all of our citizens. And we are a major player, the Arts and Cultural Alliance and the people that we represent in making sure that that referendum gets passed because that additional money allows not only to help provide support for arts teachers and music teachers and drama teachers, but it also provides uh, a time for an extra 30 minutes in each school day. And if you add that up over the course of a child's life, his school life going from first grade through 12th grade, that's an extra year of school that helps get supported through that referendum. So we take a very active role in providing and kind of uh, gathering the resources of, that we can touch through these uh, great these groups that we have, and then make sure that people get out and vote to support those uh, that tax referendum, which ultimately supports the arts and many other things in our schools. So we are an action-oriented organization that gets involved at the ground roots level to help that happen. Wow, and and the work you're doing you know, investing in students really ensures that there will be a next generation of artists in, in Sarasota. Absolutely. And not just the next generation of artists, although that's uh, critically important. But if you look at, um, you know, all students, uh, all people have things that help motivate them. And what motivates you may not necessarily mm-hmm. motivate me. And we look over time at the number of students that had they not had the arts when they were in middle school, they probably would have just dropped out of school because it, it you know, they didn't, they weren't interested in all that other stuff, mm-hmm. but, but if they could be creative in what they do, and then they take that creativity into their lives. If you look at, um, you know, uh, professions like uh, lawyers, uh, like doctors, so many of them engineers have a great interest in the arts as well as their technical interests and it helps breed that creativity which reflects in in income and and you know the development of technology throughout the whole society so it's really important that that option be there it's not the dominant thing but it needs to be a piece of what each child has access to wonderful and, and jim you've given us such a wealth of knowledge about the arts and culture alliance is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know? Yes, there is. Uh, and, and I really appreciate you asking. First of all, I want to emphasize to our audience that the reason that we as an organization have been able to be so effective over the years is that we are a membership-driven organization. For example, if I go to one of our state senators or to uh, uh, Vern Buchanan, and say, hey, we, I think this, you know, that is Jim Shirley thinks this, that's one individual. But if I can sit down and say, I and our 5,000 members who are all voters, by the way, think this, then you have a lot more influence on how decisions get made, uh, you know, when maybe people from the arts are not available at the table. And uh, so it's really important that if our listeners uh, are support the arts or really just support great lifestyle, we invite them to become members of the Arts and Cultural Alliance. And it's very simple to do that. They can go to our website, which is sarasotaarts.org. And on the landing page, there will be a a join section. You click on that and you can join as a member from as low as $50 a year to as high as your wealth can allow you to do. And uh, what that does is that helps us do our mission And it also gives us numbers. You know, we can sit down and say we have 5,000 members. That's much more uh, uh, impressive than we have 30 members. 
the other thing I want people to know is that one of the uh, projects that we've been working on now for uh, almost seven years, uh, we have been trying hard along with community leaders from all sectors to develop uh, a live workspace for artists in Sarasota, uh, uh, somewhere in the north part of Sarasota along the North Tamiami Trail because we have such a concentration of arts in that area, but we also have, it's one of the areas of our community that needs to be developed. And we're trying to build an art space, which will be, we're looking to try to build a hundred units of affordable housing for artists uh, with a very broad definition of what's an artist. That could be, you know, a visual artist, a, a literary artist. It could be an actor, a ballet dancer. It could be a lighting expert in one of the theaters. It could be any number of things that help support the arts in the community, but providing truly affordable housing where people can afford to live in Sarasota. Uh, and, you know, one of the great things that the arts has done here is it's attracted an enormous amount of wealth to Sarasota County. But there's a lot of people that don't have that wealth, and we need to try to help these people get good places to live that that art space would also then be an economic generator for the North Tamiami Trail, which would help develop galleries and restaurants and other things around it and continue the positive development of our community. We're working very actively with the Board of County Commissioners right now to try to get something like that established over the next several months. Jim, I appreciate you taking the time to let us know all the great things the Arts and Culture Alliance is doing, the community, and just thank you for all that you do in preserving the creativity and educational element to Sarasota. So again, thank you for your time today. Well, thank you, and we really appreciate the opportunity to visit with you. Advocating for the arts is essential in providing rich and cultural heritage. The Arts and Cultural Alliance of Sarasota County has been a key player in helping to make art accessible to our communities. Not only that, but they are also advocates of affordable housing for artists and maintaining art classes within school curriculums, inspiring the next generation of artists. For more information on the Arts and Cultural Alliance of Sarasota County can be found in our show notes. Hi, Christine. How are you? We are doing good, Brianna. Happy to be here. Yes, happy to have you. So let's jump into it. Um, tell me a little bit about what you do uh, at the Venice Symphony. Well, I am the um, president and CEO of the Venice Symphony, and I've been in this position, gosh, um, already five years now. I'm eager to learn about what the Venice Symphony's upcoming season looks like. Uh, since the symphony is now returning to live performances, give us a glimpse into what we can expect this year. 
Oh, I'm happy to. Uh, actually, first of all, isn't it exciting and wonderful that we're actually discussing the return to indoor performances? Yes, I, it's, I'm so happy to even be saying it. <laughs> I know. Well, we are extremely fortunate to be able to engage all of the guest artists again for this season and completely roll over our season from last year, which includes seven concerts with, gosh, about 17 total performances and two special event concerts. And I can only imagine how exciting it is to welcome everyone back. How have the artists taken to being back in the performance hall again? Um, were any of the performers rusty uh, or were they ready to get back into the swing of things? Well, I can speak to what I witnessed as we made the decision to return for our Patriotic Pops concert this past May. And I anticipate it will be even more of a celebration when we return to regular rehearsals in November. Um, but actually coming back together after such a long time apart, as you can imagine, was such a celebration. I mean, really, who would have thought that we would take it for granted, really, the opportunity to come together and share music? Um, I can say it's going to be quite an emotional moment for our patrons when our music director actually walks on stage for the first time this fall. Well, I, I hope you're able to record that moment. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure it'll be very powerful because, yes, it's, it's so nice to finally be back after uh, the long wait everyone has been through. Let's talk more about um, switching from the virtual to in-person. I'm sure that process was very challenging. I've heard from other conversations that actually being virtual helps people discover new organizations. So my question to you is, how has the Venice Symphony engaged with the online community during this period? Oh, absolutely. You know, we were kind of in a, a unique position. I think everybody was kind of um, learning as they go. Um, it was very fluid. And, you know, actually, while a lot of orchestras have past recordings that they're able to post online or or pull from their archives. Um, we didn't really have that. So we took the bold initiative to really create brand new content to share with the patrons and the public instead and to be able to offer it for free. And we were really lucky. It was really made possible by a grant from the Gulf Coast Community Foundation. Um, so we, we made videos that are very high quality, um, quick cut, kind of multiple camera angles, almost like music videos. Mm -hmm. And the feedback was incredible. So to your point, we were able to not even just maintain our connection with the community, but beyond the country, um, you know, look, really looking at the number of views and comments we received from all over. And, you know, at this point with our advanced ticket sales, kind of at a pre-pandemic level, um, I really don't see a need to really go back to our virtual presence. Um, so really we're hopeful that, um, you know, it's all live and in person at this point. And to piggyback off of that, as far as coming back to in-person, uh, do you think the audiences are ready to come back? You know, as I mentioned, uh, our advanced ticket sales are really encouraging. And, you know, the feedback we've received from our patrons that they are just so excited to get back and have some normalcy. Um, and as long as the concert court really feels that they're in a safe environment, um, which is our number one job, uh, there's definitely a thirst, I believe, to get back to normal. So, you know, whether it's at a sporting event or a concert, um, we are so hopeful that um, it's going to be a successful season. Speaking of returning to in-person concerts, with the Delta variant still being an issue, uh, how did you come to this decision? Well, it's very thoughtful. Uh, you know, our board and our organization take 
going back to the concert hall very seriously. Uh, so we look at all the factors and, um, you know, per currently we perform at the Venice Performing Arts Center, which is a fairly new state-of-the-art facility and it's run by the, the county school system. So we follow the health and safety protocols that the school and local officials make. Now, currently, that is a mandatory mask policy for all who are on the, the school uh, grounds, the building for their staff, patrons, and musicians. So we actually, in anticipation and then not really knowing what the lay of the land was going to be, we delayed our individual ticket sales just in the event that social distancing might be warranted. Um, just so we'd be able to spread our season subscribers out. But so far that hasn't been necessary. So right now we feel good that we are gonna provide a safe environment for all to enjoy the concerts. But as you know, really we are dealing with a moving target and understand that to maintain the safety, of, we need to be able to be nimble and make adjustments um, that might occur down the way. And thank you for sharing that, Christine. And I'm sure our members in the community will be very pleased to know the precautions you're taking and to ensure that everyone has a safe experience. What do you hope audiences will take away from these live performances? Gosh, you know, I really want them to consider returning back to the performance hall to perhaps just take an interlude from all that's happening around us right now. Our music director, Troy Quinn, brings such a high energy and youthful enthusiasm with him as he leads our orchestra, who really are at the highest level of musicianship. His programming style is so unique and creative and that our concerts are kind of a hybrid style of both classical and pops. So our last season was a sellout, which really is unheard of on a national level. So we're really hopeful that everyone will get their tickets early. Mm -hmm. And I know Troy has said before recently that even as we're coming up on our 50th anniversary, we really have experienced kind of a renaissance the past few years. So it's really been exciting for the, to watch the Venice Symphony kind of expand its reach, not just in the community, but regionally. I agree. And if anything, what the past year has shown us is that music is so essential. And um, I, I really hope that your audience um, feels that excitement. I'm sure they do, that excitement and joy to come back uh, into the performance halls and be able to really take in the music and heal from the, the interesting year we've all had. So that, that's awesome to hear. Absolutely. Um, and before I let you go, Christine, is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners? You know, our theme this year has been your seats are waiting for you. And so we really are looking forward to just um, coming back together and celebrating um, and, and sharing our season. And like, as you said, sharing joy and healing. And if anybody would like more information, they can visit our website for more information. And, um, you know, and we anticipate individual ticket sales going um, on sale October 4th. And so they can go to our website for more information. Well, Christine, I appreciate you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Wow, the, the Venice Symphony's upcoming season is going to be such a great return for our performances and audiences. Uh, classical music is so soothing in nature and really healing, like I mentioned before, in our minds during times like these. So thank you again for everything, and we wish you the best of luck this year. It's great to see how arts organizations have found ways to not only connect with the public, but with one another to make arts more accessible. 
Doing so helps unite our surrounding areas to form a greater understanding of how art influences everyone's lives differently within our communities. Thank you so much for joining us today and be sure to keep a lookout for more conversations with our local arts community. Hi everyone, I am Leslie and I'm here with a special announcement today. Uh, I'm joining our existing host, Brianna Jackson in studio. And Brianna, what uh, what news are you dropping today for us? <laughs> I am dropping some news. Um, first, I'll say it's been an honor to serve as your host for the Arts Access Florida podcast. Um, I am taking on new adventures. It was, again, an honor to be the voice for all of you. And thank you so much for supporting Arts Access. Absolutely. And I just wanted to let everyone know that um, Brianna's, this is not Brianna's full-time role here at the station. Uh, many of you may know that she is our sustainer coordinator uh, in membership. And so she's done a lot of roles. She's, she's facilitated uh, Generation Listen events. Uh, she's facilitated box lunch events for our members and many other things throughout the years at the station. So you are definitely going to be missed. Uh-huh. And we appreciate uh, your courage and your willingness to, um, you know, just jump into this feet first, arms first, head first, all the things uh, to make this first season a success. Um, I've, I've appreciated working with you and I know the whole team has. So good luck. Please make sure you continue to check in with us and subscribe to the Arts Access Florida podcast if you haven't done so already. Yes, I have. Well, good luck to you and everything that you have in the future. Thank you, Leslie. I'm Brianna Jackson, and you have been listening to the Arts Access Florida podcast. This show is a product of WUSF Public Media with the help of our sponsors, the Community Foundation Tampa Bay and Gobioff Foundation. Our show is produced by Malika Hollist, Aliyah Moffitt, Chandler Balcom, and Leslie Laney. A special thanks to our editor, Scott Walkler, and our entire engineering team. You can find out more information, performances, and other content that our local groups are creating by following us on Facebook or Instagram and visiting our website, artsaccessflorida.org. That's arts, A-X-I-S-F-L.org. Copyright 2021, WUSF Public Media.